Hey there, fellow travelers of the Jundlin Waste. Mark back here again for the Traveling the Jundlin Waste podcast, the TJW podcast. It is September 30th, 2022. We're now deep, or I would say deep, but we just got into the great autumn season. Uh, the temperatures have cooled a bit around where I am. Uh, the sun is out today. The leaves are starting to change, so I'm getting some good vibes from our, our seasonal changes here. Uh, I'm also getting some good vibes from the new show Andor, which uh, debuted a couple weeks ago on Disney+. Plus. Now, I'm going to use this, 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 this 15 minute or so lunch break, coffee break, to just give my general uh, opinions about, about the show. I'm hoping that uh, once we can get uh, Dan back on the air, we'll be able to have a little bit more of a robust discussion about uh, what is going on in Andor and what our feelings are about the show. Um, I did get to uh, chat briefly uh, with, with, with Dan about it, and uh, he, he, he has some great, you know, he, he's really feeling great about this, about this series. Um, I'm also feeling very good about the series as, as, as well too, but I have some little, some, some caveats there, which I know everybody who, who listens to me is probably like, yes, we know Mark, you, you, you didn't immediately like the show because, uh, you know, you're, you're such a big fan of, of things which aren't such a popular, <laughs> so popular such as the sequels, but that's okay. That's okay. Um, let's, let's get into Andor here and, and discuss it. Now I will admit the first, now it, when it debuted, they dropped three episodes uh, which I think was a great idea. Uh, if they had dropped it as like each episode, like week by week by week for those first three episodes, I'm not sure I would have, um, no, who am I kidding? Of course I would still watch the show, but it just gave, it was just very difficult for me, um, to get into the story. And this is not to say that the story that they presented in those first three episodes were were bad or there was something wrong with them. We know this is a longer episode, uh, a longer episodic series than, than than Book of Boba Fett or Mandalorian or Obi Wan Kenobi, but um, they're they're setting this up for a little bit of a longer telling of this story. And I I think this this part of the Star Wars story does require that extra amount of time that we're going to give to it. Um, I mean, we're talking about the beginning of the rebellion here. I mean, this is really the foundation of what you know the uh, the original trilogy is set upon with the rebellion. How did we get there? We got a little bit of a taste of it during Rogue One uh, a couple years ago, but now we're I think we're going to get a good solid foundation about what exactly occurred, and I think we're about five years away from uh, the events of Rogue One and in uh, Episode Four. So, like I was saying, the the first three episodes for me were a little bit difficult for me to to get into. Um, it didn't have that traditional Star Wars feeling that that I get when I turn on Star Wars. Um, not to say that that's bad, but it is. It, it was different. Um, but I think it was good that we were getting backstory of Andor, of uh, of Cassian's uh, upbringing. In that, I don't know how else to describe it. It was almost like you know reading a page out of Lord of the Flies, where you see where you see all the all the young people you know in a, a ruling over themselves. Uh, as they approach that uh, that downed uh, that down spaceship, um, it's also good to 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 start developing his struggles as well too. Um, it, I think they, they they placed it not only with the backstory of of seeing where where you know he was as a young child, but uh, also just the just the the, the in real time uh, story of of Cassian Andor at this time. He uh, you know he's 
he 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 is struggling. He has he ha he is very much um, in opposition to the empire, as as we all know, um, and he's just struggling to 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 make it in the world and to try to steal and take whatever he can from the empire, so that he could have make himself some sort of a life. Um, we do hear about the story that he's looking for his sister, um, and we do find you know Cassian in that position where uh you know where we saw him at the beginning of rogue one in the movie where he 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 kills that guy in in the alley in cold blood uh pretty much the same scenario uh happened in in that first episode where he uh kills those two uh security guards um so we're getting i think a a, a good beginning to see where cassian's character is within all of this um, it definitely felt like a more of a mature series, um, and I think this was obvious when when they have like the the first <laughs> the first scene of the series takes place at a brothel. Uh, I know some some people were thinking that it was uh, just just a bar where people were hanging out, but no, it it, it was a brothel, and uh, the, the 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 killing of the security officers was was definitely you know the way that it was done was definitely definitely heavy and um even even the sparse profanity that was uh that was knocked around in the first few episodes gave it a different feel um it definitely has a much more mature feel to it i think this is what the uh you know uh, tony gilroy and 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 his team were trying to do was to get that more of a mature feeling to it um but on a whole, I think the first three episodes did set it up. By the end of that of that uh, you know third episode, where we see uh, you know Rayal and, and and Cassian have their conversation, I thought that was that was really a powerful scene, where he's trying to convince Cassian to join and to do something a little bit more than 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 what he is currently doing. Um, obviously, he's, he's trying to bring him into into this this idea of being part of a rebellion against the Empire. And uh, Cassian is just doesn't understand that by this time. He 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 had this piece of imperial equipment that he wanted to sell. He wanted to get his money and move on, but he's convinced to join uh, you know Real in his in his endeavor. And as they're they're flying away on that on that speeder bike, that gave me a little bit of a of, of a Star Wars feel. Obviously, when you see you know that 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 speeder bike, which is was made so famous in Return of the Jedi and in other places. Uh, that 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 was like okay we're back in the Star Wars universe. Uh, this fourth episode, which came out this past week, I thought this definitely brought me back in. Um, there were so many highlights for me in in this episode. I jotted down a few notes about it that I just wanted to to mention. Um, the conversation again with 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 Luthor Real is is in in his starship is is I mean that's that's powerful. I I, I like. Um, I like the writing and how they are sprinkling in uh, some expanded universe and, and even like, you know, mentioned as it's mentioned in other movies, um, you know, it gives that, you know, ties the universe together and ties the story really together. Um, he talks about, Cassian talks about how he was on Mimbom, this this big mud ball, which we certainly got to see in, in, in Solo, uh, a Star Wars story. But it's also, you know, the the plan, which is also mentioned in Splinter of the Mind's Eye. Um, we also, uh, in this episode, we we see um, their their arrival 
at uh, Alt, Alt, Alt Hani, that, that planet that, uh, you know, it, it almost gives that feel of, you know, there's big rolling hills and mountains and, and rivers. Um, it's, it's another planet, another that, that had some indigenous uh, people on there that were um, sort of uprooted a bit, they say, about 10 years ago by the Empire. And we're told that they, they, they didn't kill them, but they moved them down to, to the more like a southern hemisphere of, of, of the planet. And I think mention of it is, is that they, you know, that you know, they used to be like, you know, shepherds and taking care of animals and, and, and were those type of people. Um, and they, they do mention, well, they're now doing, you know, they, 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 they work in, in, in the buildings and, in, 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 as in, and as engineers and doing other things. There's even a mention that, that some have become like mystics. So I don't know if that is supposed to be a little bit of a hint that uh, there is a Jedi presence on this planet or there's some Jedi hang, you know, hiding out there who are uh, maybe considered mystics in their own way. Um, some other things uh, that, that we see, you know, they, they travel to Elhani El El and... Uh, Cassian agrees to to join this small band of rebels to 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 help be part of a mission there, and Andor joins uh, the leader of the rebels there, Vel, uh, Vel Sartha, to stage uh, a bit of a heist at the Imperial base that is on that base, and he's told that he's going they're going there to uh, take the payroll. We learn later on in the episode that it's not just like a, a a building that has the payroll in it, but it's also an armory. So I am wondering, I am just wondering if this heist is going to be the backdrop or the thing that, that bankrolls the normative rebellion. Um, there, is a talk, there is talk about when, uh, when, when, when Rael talks with Mon Mothma. That was great to see Mon Mothma, Mon Mothma again. It gives us a little bit more of a, uh, you know, you know, another pull back into that world of Star Wars. Uh, I'm wondering if they're going to be taking the supplies too. It's an armory. They could be weapons. There could be ships. Um, and I always wondered, like, you know, if you're a rebellion, how in the world are you able to, you know, by the time you hit, you know, the, you know, the attack on the Death Star, they've got a whole base, they've got equipment, they've got starships, they've got fighters, they've got X-Wings and Y-Wings and all different types of equipment that, that they need to fight the Empire. And uh, somebody's got to pay for that. So I'm wondering if this first, you know, this heist on this Imperial base is the first big you know, windfall that the rebellion has, that they they able they are now finally able to fund, you know, the this rebellion in a sense. They're able to get more equipment and more ships and more weapons to fight the Empire. Uh but we'll see. Maybe we'll see. I mean, maybe this is the thing that takes them all the way to the Death Star. We don't know how much this bankroll is, but it sounds like it is it is it is a pretty hefty a pretty hefty number. Um, like I mentioned uh, just a moment ago, Mon Mothma, great seeing her. Um, and how much are we going to see her? Uh, it seems that there is a little that that we're going to get a good amount of Mon Mothma in this in this series. She talks about how you know she has everything to lose in this. People like you know, the other senators and and the Imperial Senate is starting to become very suspicious of her. And she talks about how she used to be able to siphon money away to the rebellion to to Rayal's cause, and that she is, you know, the more she is 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 doing this and and helping them out and and being part of this rebellion, 
uh, or trying to get this rebellion started, the more she's putting herself in danger. And she she mentions to I love the scene by the way when uh, Rael you know disguises himself as he as he hits back onto Coruscant and he uh, he he plays like that uh, antiques dealer, and uh, they you know they're they're keeping things very very you know close to the vest where they're you know he he pretends to be this 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 you know this uh, antiques dealer and Mon Mothma comes to to get a present for her husband. And uh, he goes back in the room and he into the back room with her and she and she's like, we are people are getting suspicious. And, and she is extremely worried that she is going to be she's, she's going to be found out. <laughs> she's going to be outed by by some of her some of her colleagues. Um, she also does mention that she wants to bring in a new person into this into this circle. Uh, so to speak, and Rael has a real problem with that. He doesn't think it's the right time. He doesn't think that this is. He is very cautious as well too. Um, and I'm wondering who this individual is going to be. Are we talking about uh, Bail Organa? Are we talking about uh, you know? Is there another character that's going to be like another senator that we may have heard of previously? Um, I'm not exactly. I don't think it would be anyone. Uh, you know, at the stature of a Jedi, like an Obi Wan Kenobi, or anything like that, at this at this point in time. But um, I'm interested. My my bet right now is that she's we're going to hear about Bail Organa, and and that this is the next big, you know, senator who's going to uh, jump ship on the Empire and and, and join the rebellion. Um, other things that that we got to see in this series. That, that I, I thought was really interesting. God, we got our first look at the Imperial Security Bureau. Uh, you know, we see Krennic in his uh, in his white in his white tunic and, 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 and as you know as part of the Imperial Security Bureau uh, uniform. You know, in Rogue One. But now we're seeing the, the the building on Coruscant. We're seeing all the officers, all all the members of that sitting around that that big table. And uh, we're getting a new a new character who we're we're beginning to meet is De uh, Deidre. And uh, she is on the trail for this piece of equipment that was taken from uh, from the base that she was in charge of. We hear that she was in a before coming to the Imperial Security Bureau, she was in charge of, I guess, like uh, being like the big authority figure where she was uh, where she was commanding. Uh, but they do make a mention as well too, as she as she's. As she's starting to, to, to realize that she wants to have a bigger piece of this mission to find out what happened to on, on, on Ferex when uh, Cassian and Rael escaped, um, she's trying to get more authority to be able to find out wh what actually happened there. And uh, she she has a little bit of a, uh, a, a, a you know a political battle, <laughs> or I would say like sort of like a, a stronghold battle with. Um, with the Imperial officer, did I write his name down? The Imperial off the the other ISB um, officer who who has a little bit more of jurisdiction on on Ferex. She wants to be able to 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 uh, to, to to have um, the authority to be able to investigate this more. And for whatever reason, he does not want her on this. Um, a couple other things that I that, that I thought were were pretty interesting to that I heard and see is they talk about uh, you know the the ISB is talking about there are construction parts being they're heading to Scarif and obviously we know that those are those are the parts for the Death Star at the base at Scarif where it's being constructed. Um, another nice you know if we go back to that uh, to that scene where where Rayal and Andor are in his ship he gives him 
he gives Andor a kyber crystal. Uh, it's it, he calls it. It's it's like a a, a blue uh, a blue signet. Um, it has some some sort of like you know spiritual value to it. Um, and it represents like the uprising against the Rakatan um, invaders. Now, the Rakatan is is our species that we know from uh, Knights of the Old Republic, which is you know that's that's always nice to hear. I, yeah, that was a little I thought it was a little bit of a nod back to that to that video game to that story that that you know I just love so much and Dan it really enjoys that story too, obviously. But uh, we uh, it was it was really great to hear that. And I mentioned to Dan I I, I was talking to him and I said. Did you catch that reference about the Rakan invaders? And and Dan was like, "Oh my God, yes!" He said, "I had to like basically stop the stop the uh, the show for a second to just be like give a second of OMG, wow, they mentioned that." Um, he gives it to Andor as a down payment. He says, and he wants it back. He says it's worth about fifty thousand, I guess, credits. Um, but he is promising Andor that he's going to be paid two hundred thousand credits uh, once the heist is 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 done. Um, a couple other things that I, that I really enjoyed, uh, like I said, the, uh, the rebels who we're talking about in this episode, there's only about seven or eight of them, including Andor. So this is really, you know, probably the first, you know, time that a heist like this has taken place or, or a, a, a military action is being taken against the Empire, which is, that's going to be very interesting to see as well, too. Um, we find out that there is an Imperial officer who is helping them as well, too. Um, this, uh, I think is Lieutenant Gorn. I think they, they, they called him. Um, he is their inside guy. And for whatever reason, he is also, um, with the rebellion on this and he's going against the empire. So I'm curious to see what's going to happen to his character. If he gets found out by the, uh, ISB on this, uh, it sounds another thing I, I mentioned as I want to mention as well too, um, you know the sights and the sounds are now becoming more familiar in the show and one of the sounds that just gave me a breath of fresh air was when uh when uh andor and uh what's her bell bell the leader of this small rebel group they're they're trekking through those those green mountains and and she's like get down and everything and you see the two tie fighters just fly right by and you hear that you know the tie fighter scream of and I was like, oh, I know that sound. I know where we are. So that was that was fun to see that. That was that was really a, that was a, a nice nod, I think, to, to give us that familiarity back to the Star Wars universe. Um, other things that I that I noticed as well too. Um, the you know I, I think Deidre is 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 this character. I think we're going to be seeing a little bit more of as she's going to develop, and I think she's going to be needing an ally. And I think. I think it's going to be that uh, that security officer who was sent back, uh, you know, him and his his crew who, who botched the entire job there on Ferex. Uh, him and I think he and maybe that other guy who was who was following him is going to be joining the ISB in some way, or Deidre is going to somehow pull them in to this uh, war against the rebellion and I I think we're gonna end up seeing those you know he in this episode we see very little of him he is uh, he he is you know basically told to pack up his stuff go home and do nothing so he ends up going home and he ends up going back to to Ferrix where um, he he's he's living with his mother at the t at that this time and uh, he it looks like you know he's basically down and out he doesn't know what to do 
Uh, I think we're going to see him get pulled into the Empire somehow. And somehow I think he's going to want to exact some revenge. Uh, especially on, on Andor, who caused all this problem and, and caused the botched uh, operation with them not being able to, to capture him or to be able to, 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 to bring him in. Uh, so yeah, so those are some just some, some thoughts I had about uh, Andor. It was, uh, like I said, it, this episode pulled me back into the story. I really enjoyed the story. Uh, I love seeing this 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 new world that they that they presented us uh, in this in in this episode this uh, world of Althani. So um, I think it, I mean it, like I said it, it gives those same feelings that I have when I saw Akto. <laughs> you know, just this wide open expanse of of, of, of mountains and water and greenery, uh, which I think makes it look just just spectacular on uh, on the screen. Um, so those are some of just my initial thoughts about uh, Andor, about these first four episodes. Um, really looking forward to, to to following this series now. I think I think they're now they got everybody up to steam. Uh, the action is about to come, and I, I think the, the story is just going to expand in so many ways. And uh, it's it's going to just be one of those I think series where we're seeing you know the two sides. Um, playing out their stories and it's all going to meet up towards the end you know we're, we're with Deidre and the ISB and and Andor and the Rebellion somehow we're going to see this all come together um, we know we're going to see Saw Gerrera coming up uh, I think we're definitely going to see much more of Mon Mothma as well too and I think as well too that the uh, and I reiterate I mentioned this earlier but I think it is Bail Organa who's going to make an appearance in this series as well too as the other person being brought into the circle those are my thoughts about uh, the series. Uh, do you have any thoughts about the series? You know, send us in a, a Facebook messenger, uh, a Facebook message uh, from the Traveling Gentleman Waste Podcast Facebook page. We'd love to hear it, and we'll mention it on the next podcast. Um, just some quick swag news, because how can you not get away without not having some swag news? Uh, one thing I did see, uh, you know, for the last year, uh, the the Boba Fett Black Series six-inch figure from Hasbro which is the, uh, the droids version. And those who don't know what, what I mean by the droids, uh, the, you know, the, the early 1980s animated series droids with uh, C-3PO and R2-D2, they did have an episode where Boba Fett made an appearance in one of the episodes. And they, this past, uh, you know, we've been waiting for this figure to come out. They did come out with uh, a figure of him for the uh, three and three quarter inch figure. But uh, the one I actually was looking at that I'm really considering picking up is uh, this droid's six in- is this droid's Boba Fett uh, six inch version? Uh, the box is great. Has all that wonderful uh, animated art on the front. Uh, Boba Fett just looks amazing. This this figure, you know, he comes with his blaster and the cape. Um, he has all the, the you know the uh, animated coloring. Almost looks a little bit like the the holiday special, but uh, a little bit amped up from that as well too. And he even has it looks like a Wookiee braid right wrapped over his shoulder, which is a nice uh, nice effect as well too. Uh, you open the box up, you see uh, you know you see the, the you know the figure of Boba Fett on the right hand side, and then you see some more great animated art with Boba C3PO and R2D2 in the inside, and some more great art on the back of the package as well too. Uh, this was on pre-order for quite some time uh, through Target. It's a Target exclusive, uh, and I never was able to just get onto there and get it on time. Every time it went on sale again or they put it back up for pre-order, it was it was gone before I had a chance to, to, to order it. 
but this figure yeah, I did hear is now <laughs> flooding the market um, at, at, at targets it's now becoming uh, you know as they call it, a peg warmer uh, which is interesting because uh, I mean it's such a great figure um, it's fine with me if it's a peg warmer that means I can go to target you know maybe sometime this weekend and and see if I could pick that thing up um, and see it there because uh, uh, I think it, it would look fantastic on my shelf with all my expanded universe uh, books here uh, looking for another figure to put on there and uh, I think it would be it would match up really nicely uh, to my collection here uh, did you pick up the uh, Boba Fett figure let me know and uh, let us know where you where, how, how you're displaying it. Uh, it's a great figure. I know some, like I said, are going to probably be going after more of the uh, three quarter, three and three quarter inch uh, vintage uh, figures. Uh, and those actually come. Um, the Droid series does have R two D two and C three PO and Boba Fett in that. I guess we'd call it a bit of a set or a subset for that uh, collection. So that's all for now here on the Traveling John the Ways podcast. It is great to uh, have you here today during this uh, little bit more of an extended uh, lunch break, coffee break. Uh, I hope you're enjoying it and uh, have a wonderful weekend and we will talk to you soon. Have a good one all.